This is a podcast by The Straits Times and Money FM 89.3. Time now to turn our attention to the United States, where these two leaders have uh, been sparring on issues from the origins of COVID 19 to China's expanding nuclear arsenal. U.S. President Joe Biden will finally be holding that virtual meeting with Chinese leader Xi Jinping on the 15th of November. This is going to be the most extensive meeting under the Biden administration, and we are expecting the discussion of ways to responsibly manage competition, ways to work together where their interests, of course, align. Ahead of this summit, U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken has also raised concerns over China's prevailing military, diplomatic and economic pressure on Taiwan as well. Uh, Plus, the FBI's external email system has been compromised. In fact, that happened uh, last Saturday. Sounds like a movie. Mm. Uh, Well, the email, which uh, warns about a possible cyber attack from the Department of Homeland Security, that the recipient was the target of a sophisticated attack, has hit over 100,000 inboxes. Let's find out more about these issues with Nirmal Ghosh, U.S. Bureau Chief for The Straits Times. Uh, Nirmal, good morning. Let's start with that virtual summit. It'll be President and President Joe Biden's first video meeting since uh, Joe Biden took office in January. It'll talk about managing responsible competition between the two countries. What other issues of common concern would we be expecting to be discussed? I mean, uh, can we expect some kind of uh, stability amid all these increased tensions between, you know, they are the world's two largest economies? Good morning. Yes, Areas of potential alignment are transnational issues like climate change, like health security. But more broadly, this is about robust competition requiring robust diplomacy. There is unlikely to be any specific outcome or specific deliverable from this summit. This meeting is about responsibly managing competition, broadly again clearing the air and avoiding misunderstandings. Yes, they will discuss matters from tech to trade to international institutions, international waterways and China subsidies to its industries, which the U.S. regards as unfair. President Biden will also very likely talk about human rights and also what is seen as China's coercive behavior towards Taiwan. But the point is that leader-level engagement matters to responsibly manage this competition. So we can probably expect what you said, stability even as tensions increase. This summit may at best be a slight pause in a longer and deeper rivalry, which is in many senses immutable. The incumbent global power being challenged by a rising power, which is so different in terms of its ideology and its sense of its role in history. The United States is used to being the preeminent global power. Some people here in D.C. think fear of China as being unnecessarily stoked, that there is no need for the U.S. to make an enemy out of China. And of course, there are other factors at play. After all, the military-industrial complex loves an arms race. But again, here, the ties that bind, the economic ties, may be those that prevent a catastrophic war. And maybe the need to work together to deal with the existential crises of climate change and pandemics will supersede this great power competition. Everyone is always talking about high expectations or low expectations, and it is probably sensible to have no expectations. Expectations imply breakthroughs or the lack of them. Sustained engagement without bilateral wins is just fine. The most important thing is to keep talking. Now, Jake Sullivan and Kurt Campbell, National Security Advisor and Indo-Pacific Czar, respectively, back in 2019, called this competition without catastrophe. And that has become even more urgent today. And that is what this summit is about. 
This podcast is available on our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us. And now, back to our podcast episode. Mm, certainly many people looking out for it and looking to dissect all the issues they'll be discussing. We must acknowledge that Biden and C have made significant statements in this vein. Biden stressed the U.S.'s commitment to a free and open Indo-Pacific. C has warned against a return to Cold War tensions. Some have suggested the U.S. should refrain from sending signals to Taiwan pro-independence forces, though. What can both parties do to prevent the revival of this Cold War? Look, there are differences this time around, of course, so it can be misleading to use the term Cold War. The two economies are not largely separate as they were then between the U.S. and the Soviet Union, but largely intertwined today between China and the U.S. During the Cold War, the Soviet Union was a direct military and ideological threat to the United States. But with very little economic or social connections, containment was a feasible objective. Today, these two powers are locked in a cooperative rivalry that requires a strategy that can accomplish two contradictory things, which is compete and cooperate at the same time. Now, Taiwan is one potential flashpoint that could sort of telescope this very intricate game. But Taiwan is so sensitive an issue that anything the U.S. does will be interpreted the way China sees it. Whether something is seen as a signal or not often depends on what the observer wants to see. So it may not be actually sending signals to pro-independence forces. Pro-independence elements may be a better phrase. But in this case, China warned the U.S. against sending wrong signals some weeks ago when President Biden, answering a question at a town hall, said the U.S. was committed to coming to Taiwan's help. Later, that was clarified. So the policy remains one China, but there remains that elephant in the room. And this is how strategic ambiguity works. It means the U.S. leaves China guessing as to whether it will or will not intervene if China decides to take over Taiwan by force. And that actually helps maintain the status quo. That's the theory, anyway. We're on the line with U.S. Bureau Chief for the Straits Times, Nirmal Ghosh. Nirmal, we know Washington has repeatedly signaled its support for Taiwan. Beijing, on the other hand, regards it as a renegade province to be reunified by force if necessary. So let's talk about the effectiveness of this Biden-Xi summit in addressing the polarizing views on Taiwan. How do you see the interests of the United States and the People's Republic of China aligning? It is hard to see any alignment on Taiwan. There can be only an understanding that Taiwan is a major potential flashpoint and it is in both countries' interests to not allow it to reach that flashpoint. So they do indulge in saber-rattling and semantics. This summit is unlikely to make much difference to that. Taiwan is a core issue for China. Everybody knows that. The U.S., on the other hand, also does not want to be faced with a choice over Taiwan, a choice to intervene or not to. If China were to make a military move on Taiwan, that presents the U.S. with this choice. And if the U.S. does not intervene, then its credibility will be very severely damaged, more severely even than the withdrawal from Afghanistan. So there is cognizance on both sides on that issue. Now, normal Secretary of State Anthony Blinken did anger China this week when he said that Washington and its allies would take unspecified action if China were to use force to alter Taiwan's status quo. Could these unspecified action mean military action? Some are asking. Uh, what do you think of Blinken's approach uh, with this threat? How could all of this possibly affect the upcoming talks between Mr. Biden and Mr. Xi? He said the U.S. and allies would take action, but he avoided specifically saying military action. 
Now, in reality, Japan would take it very seriously if China were to take Taiwan by force. So U.S. allies do have common cause here. Whether they would be able to intervene in time to stop China is another question. From China's perspective, if it were to start an operation to take Taiwan by force, it would not be able to stop it. On the other hand, President Xi Jinping would not want to start a war he cannot win. So again, this is a guessing game, a dangerous guessing game. The Taiwan issue will certainly loom over the summit. And I suspect on the Taiwan issue, President Xi and President Biden will repeat their positions, probably warn each other, and the best outcome would be to leave it at that. Part of the purpose of this summit, after all, is to ensure the two countries do not stumble into a war. There may be some assurances exchanged, and that would be good news. Okay, final question, Amal. This one in relation to that FBI email system that was hacked last Saturday. That system is often used by agents, employees uh, to email the public. Uh, how were the 40 emails sent out using the Bureau's IT infrastructure? I mean, was any, I don't know, did they find any malicious software embedded in the emails? And how is this going to affect organizations who have already received those emails from the FBI addresses? The FBI says no data was accessed or compromised. According to the agency, the incident occurred due to a software misconfiguration. It said the emails went out from a server dedicated to pushing notifications to state and local law enforcement. Earlier, the agency said the hardware was taken offline very quickly once it became aware of these emails. Not much more information than that so far from the agency. Now, the actual emails contained poor grammar and odd formatting, which are usual giveaways that something is not right. But in this case, the header was real, so that could have caused some recipients to react. There is also a lot of chatter about this being a malicious hack. But so far, all we have is that FBI assurance and the claim that it was a malfunction. Thanks very much for that, Nirmal. Nirmal Ghosh, U.S. Bureau Chief at The Straits Times. The Asian Insider Podcast channel is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us.